takes a lot to get on my show. Genius, you're probably someone we'd like to know. You're really good at stuff, you probably like to dance. You like long walks and you wear clean pants. Genius, get onto my show. Howdy, folks. Welcome to Living with a Genius. I'm your host, Omar Crook. This is my 50th episode. I'm quite proud of it. Um, I do it every week. I think maybe I missed one week early on. Um, I feel more comfortable about it. I remember in the, within the first uh, 10 episodes or so, I just I felt like I didn't know what I was doing at all. And that's changed. So that's, that's a nice feeling. I'm finally getting my feet under me. Uh, on this episode, I have Eric Whitaker again. He was one of my uh, first guest. I think he was really my second guest, my first real guest. I had a dear friend of mine, Marty Schaefer, uh, who I tested it out on first, and then and then Eric did it. So this is uh, the month of Eric Whitaker. Last month was the month of Brandon Ogborn. This is the month of Eric Whitaker. We had an hour and a half long conversation, so it'll be a two-parter, 45 minutes apiece, just uh, about, give or take. And uh, for those of you who came here to listen about or to learn about uh, Eric's process and uh, how he comes to composing and uh, the meaning of music to him personally. And I don't know, it's all very interesting, but we just don't talk about that really. It's just, it's just a couple of friends talking. We start, uh, the conversation uh, started with social media. I, can't, I was having like this Twitter war on my way over to his house and that got me kind of riled up and I you know I'm, I'm still learning how to use Twitter and I know all, all, all the people who are like 25 years younger than I am are rolling their eyes and you know I'm that old guy I'm that old dude now it's gonna happen to you mark my words it's going to happen and I, I see it I'm you know like what is this Twitter all about and I don't get it and I can't write along th- you know it's a whole thing but I'm learning I like it and I've taken to trolling Donald Trump which I I uh, take a lot of satisfaction in doing and uh, Eric warned me about that he had some very particular ideas about that he had some very interesting ideas about uh, the role of the artist in the social conscience and he explains that and and uh, I thought that was that was a great discussion anyway I don't know we just talk about a lot of stuff and I think we get interrupted somewhere in here and the, the thing is so long I probably I'm just gonna leave it in so sorry it's probably going to be a weird cut because his wife and 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 son and and friends came over and any you know whatever you're going to hear real life with Eric, so I hope you enjoy it. Thanks for joining me. Here he is. Uh, yeah, looks like we are recording now. All right, but you know we can always edit or not. Let me turn that up a little bit. Oh, yeah. so we're on right now. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's appropriate that I'm. Uh, are you texting Hila? Uh, no. Yeah. Exactly. I'm. I'm posting to Facebook. Oh, you are. How embarrassing is that, dude? I'm on a. I'm in a Twitter war right now. With who? I wouldn't say a war. I don't know if it's a war. <laughs> what? You know, I'm prone to hyperbole. So you should avoid that uh, stuff, man. Yeah, I know. Uh, I should. The, I know. The, this the, is something you're good at. I'm not good at it. But maybe you, you took the bait. Wait, what happened? I didn't take the bait. I, for some somehow I got, let me bring it up. I got involved in this conversation of uh, taxation for expats. What? For American Wait, expats. Why? What happened? Um, well, what, which side did you take? That they should be taxed or they shouldn't? 
Well, you know, I, I think that I, I think both. I think that they should be taxed because there are great privileges. You mean these are people who have literally who renounced American, their citizenship no, no, or no, just no. living abroad? Yeah, they're just living abroad. So they're American citizens who uh, who are living abroad. Okay. Let me adjust So I, I have some experience with yeah, this. Yeah, exactly. So I thought I, I didn't even intend this to happen, and I didn't. So anyway, I'm being accused of uh, being anti-American. It says, always amazed how anti-American these homeland Americans are toward Americans overseas, especially military vets. So apparently I hate uh, military vets. Because you're saying that they should be taxed. Yeah, I think that I think that I think two things. I think that if you're living abroad and you want to maintain your U.S. citizenship, it gives you free entry to the country. You are you're already a resident. You have voting rights. You have uh, Medicare and you have Social Security rights. You have entitlements and. I don't see anything wrong with being taxed. What I do disagree with is how much it costs to renounce your citizenship. You know, it's like $2,500 a person, which is the highest in the world. But wait a minute. Okay, so like when I was in in England, yeah. so uh, we were paying tax here yeah, of on, on monies that were earned in the U.S. But, sure. But if if you're just saying, like say I hadn't earned any money in, in the U.S., right. but I should still be being taxed on the money that I'm earning no, while no, living no, no. abroad? Oh, no. so just money that you're earning. Yeah. But if you're an expat, then most people are don't, that way. They're not making any money in the U.S. They're That's making right. it all somewhere else. That's right. So I'm not really sure what this this guy. Okay, uh, but did it get did it get angry with each other? No. Okay. I mean, I try and I try and be very. Uh, <laughs> well, I know you. You what you do is you get like kind of placid, but but beneath it is you're, well, you, you know, I'm in that phase. Yeah, I'm in that phase where I'm uh, <laughs> where I'm a little bit sociopathic, where I'll stare somebody very calmly in the eyes and smash their toy and put it in the trash. <laughs> I've been practicing on my four year old, so I'm really it's, I'm really starting to hone those skills. Uh, let's see. So yeah, so to that so that thing about uh, he says it's ironic that the most anti-American attitudes are from homeland Americans, not Americans overseas. And I said, please don't lump me into your gross and simplistic overgeneralizations because he doesn't know anything about me. He's just assuming that I, I feel that way. And he says, well, if the lump fits, then it fits. Oh, if it boy. does not, then it does not. <laughs> I said, how perfectly obfuscatory. I'm sure he's spending his time looking that up. He hasn't responded. Uh, no, no. So I don't know. He's just this, this. The thing with social media, though, is is I've always found you like what comes back it's it's like the end of abbey road the beatles yeah. album so you know and in the end the love you take is equal to love you make yeah social media if you put negativity out there it oh. just comes back no, it's absolutely. like a mirror right absolutely so i found that the only way to avoid a social media war is yeah. to just not be negative even right. if somebody comes at you with negativity then you might right. come back with them and say um well most of the time i just wouldn't respond i, I yeah 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 because no, I mean this guy's like. I know. I mean, he's making all these assumptions that I that aren't true about me, and and I'm I haven't been rude at all. I, I actually have said, you know, I I agree with you. It should not be so expensive to denounce your citizenship, but you also cannot deny that American citizenship is worth something. So if you want to continue to maintain it, there may be some cost involved but this is just some random dude just some random guy I, and i don't even know i can't even remember how it started i mean I, 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 this isn't even my this isn't even my my thing i you know i don't know how twitter works well enough to figure out what happened here <laughs> <laughs> honestly i mean he did he, he resorted to name calling and i said your your comments about me are in inaccurate and incredibly rude 
grow up. <laughs> yeah, but this is Twitter. Yeah, that, that's what happens with Twitter. It's like if, if you if you engage, if for a moment you engage, yeah, right. That kind of then it only starts. It turns into mudslinging. I guess. No, there's no. I don't know why. Why don't I know this already? I mean, you're not going to have a free exchange of ideas on. I mean, on this guy. Media. This guy very calmly said, "You know, for a family of four, that's over ten thousand dollars." So, what was the inciting incident? And I what, said, what "You know, you're right." I said, "That is that's expensive." Yeah, you're. I don't disagree. That's absolutely true, and I I don't think it should cost that much. If you want to move somewhere else, hell, I want to move somewhere else. But if I want the freedom to own a, an address here and to come and go as I please and to have the right to earn an income here at any time, have the right to social security and have the right to other entitlements. This you know, is all on Twitter. I'm like, it's just something I'm like, you dude, don't know. You can't like have your cake and eat it too. <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, they went so far as to call me a not, a not genius. Like, oh that's really hurtful. God. Yeah. I said, yeah, well, he'd start, I don't know. I don't know how this started, but he said it's terribly wrong to double tax the unrepresented. I said, you, you have a vote just like I do. Yeah, you're so crazy. Man. You know how but, am I? How are you any less represented than I am? I learned so long ago that it's just this. It's 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 a mirror. That's it. So you, you you're not gonna you yeah. can't have a conversation. Well, especially with someone you don't know. That's the thing. You don't have no idea who this person is. Yeah, no. They could be unhinged. Yeah, it's. Um, I think they might be. Yeah, yeah, they might be. And so you yeah. might be thinking, "Oh, was it something I said?" And no, yeah, as no. it turns out, it's. No. It, it's. Don't the... you get the urge to just? I mean, sometimes I'll admit. Sometimes I just I fire with both barrels just just for fun, just a troll. Does that's not appealing to you? Doesn't it's like? Do you have a troll account? No. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good idea. Let me reverse engineer this. <laughs> it's actually a good idea. And then what I can do is say terrible things about myself, like get get into fights with myself. Yeah, sure. Um, no, no, no. I, no, it, um, it's not satisfying at all to you. Occasionally, occasionally, I, the, somebody will post something that's really rough. Yeah, you know, like yeah. uh, because because my online persona is all uh, about my music. You yeah. know, then yeah. then usually the attack comes after me or my music. Uh, as as a as, yeah. as a performer or as a personality. I see. And so so sometimes you know sometimes it really stings. Like somebody will say something, and go, oh my. I can't, and I want to defend it. Yeah, you know, but it's um, petty. Uh, yeah, it's petty, or it goes right to the core, whatever it is. But you mean what I say no, I mean back what is you petty? Say back. Yeah. Oh well, no, yeah, so, engaging. So, no, so then my response always is to be very thoughtful about it, which yeah. is to hit. You know, I'm I'm going to be the adult in the room, and I'm yeah. going to break this same, down. I, try, I do the same. Thing. Right, I know, but but then yeah. that also doesn't. What are you going to change their mind? You know, so no. it's uh, no, uh, but maybe. I mean, I don't know. I, there's a part of me that says if. If you just roll over, history is doomed to repeat itself. That that if you don't say something, whether it lands on deaf ears or not, I don't know if that's relevant. I feel like just the act of knowing, the act of them knowing that there is resistance to their crazy ideas may be worth something, may be worth enough in that form. Yeah, this I is, don't know. This is what Hila, this is what my wife says too. You know, she's, she's, she, she's, it's, She's all about no. You need to punch back. You know, like like let them know. Yeah. Even, even if one person out there lets them know this is not okay, that's what you've got to do. Yeah. But you can do both. You can be civil and adult and calm and rational and and unoffensive, without ad hominem attacks the and thing, act just. But for me, it actually it gets my heart rate up. You know, like if I if if I'm scrolling through stuff people have you know posted to me, yeah. And then there's there comes this really 
yeah. tough message. Yeah. It, it sure it really it riles you up. Yeah, it's like oh my god, you know, it, it really hits hard. Yeah. And so um, if I engage, yeah, now we're in it. And God forbid I engage, and and then they come back harder, or there's other. It's it's not that I'm this fragile snowflake, but just like really, is that what I'm going to do with my day? Yeah, is, yeah, yeah. Is kind of you know have this like I I don't want to be there. I don't want to be there well, emotionally. This, I have to admit that this thing on Twitter today for me forced me to think about something I don't know anything about. I haven't really considered the, I've considered the uh, the uh, emotional and practical, well, I guess just the emotional cost of moving abroad. I haven't really considered what it, the practicalities, like it actually costs a lot to drop your citizenship. And I, I don't know why, maybe there's a great reason. Maybe, maybe there's just a lot of uh, people that need to do paperwork and you gotta pay for it. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Yeah, well, in my experience, the whole thing is complex and Byzantine. You yeah, know, we moved over there for five years, and it was it was nuts. Yeah, you know, it, just getting it right, just getting the taxes right, correct. It, it, oh, the tax. Yeah. We're, st we're still dealing with all the tax stuff back and forth because yeah. it, both countries claim, "Oh no, this is ours, this is ours," and you know, there's intermediaries and 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 then, uh, but even on top of that, there's something like so when we wanted to move and we got a visa mm -hmm. right from uh, this three year visa from the UK, the, the way it was set up, you have to go into this very specific New York office to get it stamped. But we're living in England, all three of us, mm -hmm. so we had to fly to New York to get our passport stamped to come back, and that's that's indicative of a dozen different crazy just things. Bureaucracy, like that. yeah, just just madness that yeah. costs so much money and so much time yeah uh and so i have this special sympathy for expats because it's mm -hmm. it, you really are between worlds in sure. a strange way sure i mean had you ever considered just dropping your citizenship no no never okay there you go yeah so but at the same time i was paying back into american taxes so i didn't feel like i was getting all of the benefits of being an american citizen for free while living over right but you, I guess the so fact that you is, can move back to what is now a foreign country with no paperwork, it makes it, I mean, there, there are benefits to maintaining your citizenship, which obviously you did. Yeah. And the benefit outweighs the cost. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. Otherwise, it would have been a different choice, I would imagine. Yeah. So the thing, though, is then when, when you tax those people. Yeah. But they, it's in place. So you do get, like, for instance, I said, I got taxed on all my American income right. while I was living there. Right. But are you saying that people should get taxed on? No, no, no. I'm saying that I don't understand this other dude's argument. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just going to quote you on my next Twitter response. But, but this, all. Is, this is all. Don't quote per don't Eric Whitaker. No, you're an idiot. <laughs> Call is, me at this number. <laughs> this is the thing. And the, you know, this, this speaks to a larger problem with social media is that yeah. it's so reductive yes. that you really Rarely, it's binary. Yes. Yeah. So, so the best I think you can hope for is to to hope the best for the person that's saying. It. So, for for instance, oftentimes somebody will say something that the first time I read it is like, "Wow, yeah, that like that is just impossibly rude, right?" Yeah. But ninety five percent of the time, if I respond in a in a sweet way, mm -hmm. or if I respond not even in a sweet way, but just say, "You do realize." This is me. That this is my account. Right. This is not. Then they'll immediately respond like, "Oh, oh God, oh, I didn't mean that to yeah. be." You know, that there's just this. Oh, it's it, like driving. It's like being in your car yeah, in exactly, LA. Exactly. Yeah, I feel like it, shooting people all the time. Yeah, and it turns out they're you know, just you know yeah. they happen to be. Yeah, probably it, wouldn't happen at the grocery store. Well, I don't know about that. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah so, but anyway, so now I default only on and also. Uh, 
Heel and I argue about this as well. She she thinks that I should be like you. You know, I'm very politically minded yeah. and very socially conscious. I have lots of opinions, and, mm-hmm. and uh, she, she thinks I should be on social media much more active with yeah. these kinds of things. And I you mean to take advantage of the platform that you have as a, exactly, as a personality, exactly, and 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 uh, and also just to. Uh, just as an individual. That's just it. As a, yeah. yeah. Just as I'm yeah. a citizen, here's right. what I believe. Right. Um, the, so would you never do a Meryl Streep? You'd never pull a Meryl Streep? Yeah. It's, it was fascinating watching her do yeah. that. Um, yeah. And this is something we've talked about before. Yeah. You know, about, yeah. well, in terms of music, like for instance, when I write a piece that's in a protest piece or. Right. It, well, the difference between what you produce as an artist and 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 you as the artist having a platform and expressing your opinions. Uh, in one way or the other and i I see that you express it through your music but you're reluctant to express it as an artist i mean as a person with a platform as a celebrity of sorts i think my 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 fear with all of it is that it's meaningless yes this is what we talked about yeah explain that to me again well so let's let's take meryl streep for instance okay so i really admire what she what she did and who she is i really admire her and it's that's absolutely it's that's her prerogative but I would imagine everybody who agreed with her said, yes, Meryl Streep. And everybody mm-hmm. who didn't agree with her said Meryl Streep. Yeah, yeah. But I doubt there were very few people that said, you know, I'd never considered that. Boy, I'd, I'd thought one way, but Meryl Streep said this. And, you know, I think I'll consider I don't think it had an effect. It and has so, no utility. Yeah. So then it becomes, I'm not saying this about Meryl Streep, but what I worry about for myself is then it becomes an exercise in, in ego. I'm, my my opinion is so important that I'm going to let the world know how I feel. When in, in as a matter of fact, everybody's got their their own thoughts and opinions about it. And because of the medium of the internet, that it, that I can't really have a thoughtful dialogue with the people that I'm, uh, you know, trying to convince or even just trying to have. Uh, but maybe a, an argument I mean, with. maybe it, maybe it, I, I agree with you. I think you're right. But maybe that's not the point. Maybe Meryl Streep spearheads an industry that generally feels the same way. And she's putting certain people on notice to say that there is a big chunk of us that have a lot of money and a lot of influence who think you are wrong. And maybe that changes the behavior on the other side, whether they agree with it or not. Maybe that's what needs to be. Maybe, maybe that's Hila's point, right? Like you, you stand up and you just tell people that I see you. I see you, asshole. <laughs> I mean, I tried it one day on Facebook. I I I had I I gotten really upset. I was reading uh, I can't remember at the time, but it was it had to do with climate change. Yeah, and climate change deniers, senators who are climate change right. deniers, and powerful senators. And uh, I think the one that I was responding to was James Inhofe, you know, mm-hmm. the senator coming in with the snowball mm-hmm. under the floor mm-hmm. of the Senate and right. saying, um, I just know the difference between weather and climate change. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, so I think I posted something like, and this was, I wasn't throwing fire at all. I was genuinely curious, something like, uh, I wonder if in a hundred years, historians will view climate change deniers alongside history's worst villains and despots, mm-hmm. right? Because you, there's an argument to be made that a right. hundred years from now, when 50 million people have been displaced or, or oh, killed mass by, calamity yeah, yeah sure. pandemics or god knows what's going to right. happen mm-hmm. that they'll look back and say these people knew yeah. they knew and didn't do anything or uh, obfuscated the truth okay so i posted that mm-hmm. i can't even describe the madness that happened on my facebook page Just on both sides people lots of people agreeing with me yeah but then a healthy number of people not only disagreeing with me but upset that i would use my platform to not 
explore both sides of the argument, to misinform the, the youth, to... Now but I that's not your obligation. Your obligation is to tell what's true to you and, and, and to not conf confuse fact with truth. Now, here's Those the interesting thing. Things. So, but my obligation, I don't feel, is a monologue. I never felt like my obligation is to stand up and say, here's what I think, do with it what you will. Uh -huh. I view social media as a community. It really feels like it's, it's a big team. We're a big group of people. Mm -hmm. We're all doing this together. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, so I'm not sure my duty is just to stand up and say, here's what I think. Now you're going to do with that. It's more like, yeah, we're... So, so if, if, for instance, my goal were to change minds, yeah. that's not the way I would change them, is to say, here's what I think about the world. And you should let that bounce off of you. How do you... I mean, we've talked about this recently about how when you present people with facts that... Uh, goes against their own truths, it they dig their heels in. Yeah, the, How do you get around that? The, what's the Dunning-Kruger effect or whatever it is? Yeah, what's the solution then? Uh, I mean, so, do you just sc scrap them away from, from whatever you think and just call your senator and try and jam through your, your own agenda? I mean, what's yeah, the, well, what's well, the with, with Within our own, within our social uh, uh, construction, then, then we absolutely use every tool of democracy available to you mm -hmm. right so mm -hmm. so yes you, you you do everything you can legally uh to to further your agenda yeah yeah, yeah. and they're going to as well that's yes, the nature of absolutely. democracy and they vote yeah. and we vote and hopefully we find this beautiful middle ground right it's it's, it's a big experiment it's right. still to be seen if it how long it'll last uh so but when it comes to an individual i the only thing i know how to do is i'm i'm in i'm like you and i'm an artist yeah so i don't I'm not a sociologist. I'm not a, a political scientist. What I do know, what seems to work, is if I, if I get uh, emotionally very, very true, I write that stuff down, I get it in front of a group of people, and we perform it together, the people listening tend to soften. I don't know why. It's this, this beautiful, you know, sociological mm -hmm. magic. But that then is, it's my only response. And then in that softening, hopefully... Those people also become a little more open-minded, maybe not even directly open-minded. Mm -hmm. And then when presented with evidence contrary to what they believe, they might just for a moment say, you know, actually, huh. I did. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't seem to work in a linear way. Yeah, Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. I wish it would, but it's the only thing I know how to do. Yeah, I mean, do you have any evidence to that? Has anybody come to you and said, you know what? I, I, th I think I've been thinking about this wrong. Uh, I mean, anecdotal evidence, but, yeah, sure. but, um, yeah. I mean, there, there are studies that show, for instance, playing music in yeah. ensembles and it, it, it just, uh, teaches and increases one's level of empathy, mm -hmm. uh, and compassion. So those things have to be good. Mm -hmm. Um, but generally I think any cultural event that expresses, uh, unity and you, but mm -hmm. unity through, through difference, right? Mm -hmm. So we, so somebody can look up and say, oh, they're not like me, but, but it moved me deeply mm -hmm. and gave me this this spiritual insight okay mm -hmm. you know maybe just a little bit it's just a, a little bit of a building block toward this new way of thinking do you think it's uh, i mean looking at the the climate that we're in the political climate i i see that we're just moving farther away from that i don't i don't know how to i mean we started this conversation with the the expat conversation you know and i were you saying expats because everybody's moving away? I mean, part is of that... me feels like what what is what is my obligation to my country uh, versus my obligation to my family? What is what is do I have an obligation to that? Is it 
is it better to to move away and and hopefully find a better quality of life or or do you stay and fight against people whose minds can't be changed do we have to wait until all those people just die off is it a generational thing what's the what do you do like what do you i feel like you came back to the u.s at like the most inopportune time although i mean brexit is happening so i guess you're stuck between a rock and a hard uh, yeah, place yeah yes well the, the funny thing is and I've, I've experienced this now traveling so much mm -hmm. over the past 10 years or so mm -hmm. is that we're all in this together so there's nowhere the to run globe. where are you gonna go new zealand yes right it just seems a long way away on the map but yeah. new zealand is as directly affected by our current administration as anybody else in the world sure. it's we're, we're all in this together sure. um so so i don't think you can really run or at least run for very long before mm -hmm. whatever it is 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 going to find you mm -hmm. um and so but but even bigger than that we've we've been blessed by by being born American. Yeah. Not that being American is better, but that we get to live, grow up and live in this, this singular democratic experience mm -hmm. and experiment, right? This mm -hmm. has never happened in mm -hmm. the history of the world. And so I think as citizens, it's our obligation to make it work. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I, I struggle with the same thing. I think, well, uh, how much advocacy should I be should I be doing? Yeah. So for instance, I'll definitely go to marches mm -hmm. as a citizen. Yeah. But as a public figure, I'm not sure. You're not going to live Facebook it. Yeah. And, and I'm yeah. not sure that's my my duty. Mm -hmm. I know people would argue with me. People would say, no, you absolutely should be doing this and letting people know how you feel. But I also feel in, in our particular art form, music, that it's bigger than politics. Mm -hmm. And somehow it sullies the sacredness of music. I don't mean the religiousness of music, but the sacredness of music by connecting it to a political movement. I mean, you could say that about John Lennon. Yeah, he, but John Lennon's a different personality, right? He, yeah. John Lennon seemed to thrive on on having a little bit of a, uh, having some punches thrown. Yeah. That's definitely not me. That's the, yeah, 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 that's fair. Right? So yeah. so then it comes kind of down to just, just a, a personality type. Yeah, I think I definitely get more... Um... I, I mean, it's, it, it varies. It's not, it's not... I don't have the same experience all the time on Facebook. And, you know, sometimes I just wake up feeling like on a fight with somebody and, and then then the twitter is really useful that way <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, uh, no but it's but it's i also think it's kind of dangerous because I, I i think there is something you're putting out there you're, you're you know you're setting something in motion maybe even yeah. in a very small way that uh, you know but i'm not fighting with noam chomsky i mean i'm fighting with lunatics yeah so that's so go back to your car analogy. Yeah. All right. So yeah, so, they're real people. Yeah. So somewhere Obviously. it's a real person, yes. but also it could be a person who is uh, like dangerous. Yeah, it could be dangerous, hmm. but but only in that that. But but you just don't. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if by being aggressive with someone. Yeah, it, and it I need to. Yeah, it, we it need just, to define our terms too, because I'm not. I'm not belligerent with people. I, I'm really I'm trying to be civil. No, I, I mean, mean I'm really belligerent with people face to face. But online, I take what you're saying to heart, and I really do try and be as civil and level-headed as possible. And I don't make anything. I don't personally insult people. No, I I, you know. I wouldn't think you would. Yeah. But but yeah, it's it. But what is interesting is how many people do that. Yeah. That, that the the internet has become just kind of an exchange of of madness. Insults. Yeah. Yeah. The craziest things people are saying to each other. Yeah. And I think that kind of thing is actually very much contributed to our current political situation. Yeah, the, the, you know, it's my normalized. last. I know exactly. Yeah. Oh boy, that's a whole nother conversation. You know, on my last episode, 
or the episode prior to the last one, I, I asked my past guests to phone in what they uh, know now that they didn't know oh, yeah. last yeah. year, which is a question that you ask me every year. Yeah. And a lot of people came back, I think at least two or three, John Talberg was a big one, who said that he's just basically going to try and give up social media and to live yeah, I read that. Uh, in the moment. Uh, I, and now being somebody who uses social, social media so much, how do you, how do you get get around that? Yeah, it was funny. I I wanted to talk to him about it because I found it striking that he had the impression that social media wasn't the moment, uh-huh. that social media was this other life that yeah. didn't exist, yeah. but that his real life, I guess, with human beings in like for instance, is he also giving up phone calls? Right. Is he giving up letter writing? Right. Is he, you know, what, what? Maybe it's a voyeuristic element of just surfing Facebook, you know? I think maybe you use it in a more pointed way. I don't. That might be true. I don't think I've ever seen you just sit for an hour and look at Facebook. No, and it's, you know, that's Go down the rabbit hole, you know? I don't use, I don't really use my personal accounts. It's always engaging on the level of, uh, of music. Yeah. yeah. Professional. It's a professional thing. Yeah. So, um, so that's, that's a good point. So maybe that's what he's saying. Um, yeah, maybe that's it. But but even then, so is he going? Does he not watch TV anymore? What, what, my, the, the thing, where do you draw the line? Yeah, where is real life and where is the moment? Mm-hmm. So for me, for instance, on Facebook, I never once feel like I'm not in the moment. It, it's as real as as sitting here with you. Yeah. So um, uh, the the weird balance that I find it took me a long time to get it, but I think I've got it now. Is that um, that there's a lot of people, mm-hmm. right? So the the scope it it can sometimes feel like oh I'm in I'm in the world's largest dinner party, yeah. And how how can you possibly uh, attend to everybody in the dinner party? Mm-hmm. And then there I found I was failing badly, sure. Um, because every single person who would write to me, you know, some lovely message or a note, mm-hmm. uh, I wanted to respond. I wanted to I I didn't yeah. just want that to be. Oh, thanks. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it, mm-hmm. it was very heartfelt and I wanted to be heartfelt back. And I felt that there was a time when I was just overwhelmed by it. Yeah. When did you, what was that decision like? Uh, yeah, I found myself spiritually drained. And then I, I, I ultimately just, uh, well, you knew me when I go. was going through this. This was yeah. just a couple summers ago yeah. when, uh, yeah, I was just run ragged, emotionally run ragged. Um, and then, then it kind of found its own path mm-hmm. where it was, uh, and then also weirdly, I don't think they used to institute it, but one of the social media platforms, either Twi- Twitter or Facebook, suddenly you could just like a comment instead of respond to a comment. Mm-hmm. You could just like it. Yeah. I don't think that that's been there from the beginning, or at least I hadn't used it from the beginning. Yeah. And then I realized, oh, a like is actually having a very similar effect. It yeah. is the affirmation, mm-hmm. and it's not just oh, I like it, or, I like it. You know, that, I agree with you. That, that, or I like that. Or, that there was a yeah. connection, right? Mm-hmm. So then, then it wasn't even just the amount of time. It was that I felt, oh, there's a, there's a. There's a better way to play the instrument that is social media mm-hmm. than there than the way I was doing it. Mm-hmm. A more efficient way of playing it. Yeah, yeah. Spiritually efficient. And you, you, uh, yeah. I mean, how do you how do you deal with people that don't accept that? You know, that just keep that are just crazy. Yeah, that that t- it took me a long time to get that too. I mean, yeah. I never I, I never see people as crazy. Uh, I mean, well, no, I understand. So, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes. Uh, I'm always humbled by it, mm-hmm. but I think uh, I've heard teachers talk about this. Mm-hmm. The, the first couple of years you teach, you know, you you're so invested in the lives of your students that mm-hmm. you you don't sleep. You you think 
eat and breathe only about them. And then at some point you realize that it's actually better for them if you're a rock mm -hmm. and then they- They're passing through. Yeah, and they mm -hmm. kind of got to work their thing out. They got their own life, right? But you're not in their movie mm -hmm. every day. Mm -hmm. And and so now it feels more like that. So so when, when there's someone online who's very, very active mm -hmm. or- um, I, then I, I see it as, as more what it is now. So it's like there's a way of, of balancing that yeah. instead of... Yeah, instead of engaging. Instead of engaging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I got it. I got it. <laughs> no, I understand. <laughs> I know it's a, it's a touchy subject. <laughs> How does Hila deal with stuff like that? Not well at all. Do you let her know or no? You just... No, we started... Years ago, she said, I don't I don't want to know. There yeah. It was... You know, there was... Um, it, sometimes people send photos and stuff. Yeah. And... Uh, and do you have do you have them here? <laughs> <laughs> I just I don't know why I'm just curious. And, uh, <laughs> and, dossier uh, somewhere. Yeah, what do you think of this dossier, man? What's gonna happen? What's gonna happen at the end of the month? Is this gonna is Trump gonna be our president? Is he gonna be our president for like five minutes? Is he gonna resign before it happens? Is he just going to barrel on through? And... This is going to sound like the most political answer, but it, but it's really only because I don't know yeah. the particulars. But I do the I do I believe deeply in the foundations of democracy as we have set them up and have practiced them the past two hundred and forty years. But we have to agree to uphold the Constitution. That's what it all hinges on. But we will, we will. You think so? Yep. I think the machine is so strong; it's going to wobble, and we're going to we've test we're going to test it like we never have before. Where it's, I love it. I love your answer. No, I, I really believe that. Yeah. I feel like it's going to get shaky and it's going to rattle loose all kinds of nuts yeah. and bolts. Um, also, I'm, I'm more nihilistic, so hearing this is giving me. Do, me up. do you think I've we're been going? really depressed about it? Yeah, I feel like it's just a piece of paper now. Well, it ain't going to be pretty. I I believe that whatever happens is is um, it's going to be paradigm shifting. We're, we'll we'll yeah. come out of the other side of this, however long in, into the future that is, uh, and we'll have a different perspective on yeah. the whole thing. Um. But but I believe I believe in the fundamentals. I, I believe that we'll we'll weather it. Uh, yeah, you know, one of the great byproducts for me is uh, uh, just learning about learning about the Constitution and learning about how our government functions and who's in charge and what needs to happen for for certain other things to happen. Uh, I've had to deal with my thoughts about truth versus fact, uh, and so a lot of good has come out of it. I, I have a, a more um, informed knowledge base on how things work yeah and i didn't before you know not as much as i do now yeah now you know like yeah. you said you're very invested not only on a as a citizen but as a as a the head of your family right so you you're engaged that's right yeah it's that's that's a beautiful thing i mean like this so this I, i've made phone calls every every couple days have you really people. oh yeah yeah I, I, I mean i phoned mitch mcconnell the day before yesterday how's he doing like fucking rat <laughs> <laughs> but you know i left a message very simply oh, my, name, my name is so and so this is what i believe in i don't want you to do this i will not you know continue to i will not vote for you if you do this that kind of thing yeah exactly yeah well this is it so so then what's beautiful about that is the the final realization and i do believe this is that the uh democracy is simply an idea that is that that's being uh held on the shoulders of the citizens right we're all part of it right so that's where social media is very useful in some ways uh, not not to directly engage with the government but to rally forces yeah, sure i yeah. mean it's yeah. really powerful when some leader of you know pantsuit nation says today we're going to call so-and-so and they suddenly get half a million calls yeah yeah it makes and it makes a difference makes a huge difference yeah or, or you write them you write a letter you yeah. put it in the mail 
But it's interesting with social media, and you were talking about you know fake news and real news and yeah. everything in between. Uh, we're also at this strange, strange time where because you, you see not only the way government works, but you also see uh, the advantages and disadvantages of these old pillars of media mm -hmm. where it used to only be there were you know five six seven pillars that yeah, sort of sure. set the stage for everybody sure and now with the democratization of social of social media well there's no curation happening now it's all just that's right everybody's got their own niche and yeah. their own bubble yeah. and all of that will also coalesce and codify and everybody's scrambling to to be in place to be the people right. too uh, well what's happened is the gop over the last a uh, few decades has engendered a, a general mistrust in government and the functions of government. So it's very easy to say that the CIA is wrong when you've been telling people, even though you're part of the government, you've been telling them that you can't trust the government and they lie and it's all conspiratorial. And so once you've yeah. done that, you've eliminated reason and you've eliminated fact. It's all, it's all perception of fact, which is truth and how it relates to you. You know, it's so interesting you say that. So I was, um, I, I was thinking about this, that, that so often all of these things are, it's a question of faith. Mm -hmm. I don't mean religious faith. I mean, mm -hmm. like faith, the idea of, of um, belief in that which is unseen, mm -hmm. right? So uh, an institution like the CIA, for instance, or an institution like science, we also have to have faith. Like I, I believe very deeply in the scientific principles and mm -hmm. scientists in general, the scientific sure. community. The scientific process. Yes, yeah. but at the same time, I mostly just do it out of faith because I'm not a scientist. Yeah, there's no yeah. way I can understand the inner workings of, of the course. genetic of the genome. I, I I can read about it. I can get a very surface I don't idea. Have the but... time. Nobody got time for that. <laughs> I mean, you got to trust the experts. Yeah, you got well. Yeah, and so but you've got to put faith in these people, institutions. in the institutions. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. it, right? So what seems to have happened? It's fascinating. Is that as with the decline. Although maybe there hasn't been that much of a decline in the U.S., I was going to say with traditional religion, mm -hmm. um, it's certainly over in Europe. You know, there's been this mm -hmm. massive waning mm -hmm. of, of traditional religion. Mm -hmm. uh, but but I would imagine that as that wanes or as that uh, changes, mm -hmm. all of these institutions now are up for grabs, and so people are kind of deciding where are they going to put their faith. Yeah. Um, yeah. Breitbart. Yeah. You know, the Blaze. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, and and. Is it? Do you believe in science? Do you, yeah. be, do you believe in yeah, in science? Yeah. yeah do you believe in, in science? Yeah. So so. Yeah. And I think there are. Uh, that to me is just um, mind blowing. Preposterous. Yeah. Well, what's what's interesting then? Then we're all over the place. But then it goes back to education. Yeah. Because for me, the the beauty of science is that you can actually do it. That's right. You can right. So you can you can over you, and over and over. Yeah. And get you can get a six year old kid and say, yeah. look, you do this and you do this. Do you see? And this is happening because of that. And do you right. know why it's happening because of that? Move that thing away and see if it still happens. It doesn't. Right. You see it, right? Then you can extrapolate these, these large, large uh, uh, ideas, things that are beyond our uh, our daily comprehension. Yeah. Uh, but somehow our system has has set it up so that we're losing faith in those institutions. Right. That's a, that's a strange thing. Well, religion is really appealing, especially when you're struggling. And I think a lot of people have been struggling for a long time. In this country and i think a lot of those people who grew up in religious households just cling to it more fervently and uh you know the system that is that they blame for their hardship suddenly is easily rebuked if you believe vigorously enough in certain people in the sky i guess yeah it's interesting i like i i used to i used to have a harder opinion of religion kind of the way you're describing yeah. now 
and I'm much softer on it. Yeah. Now. Why, why? Why is that? I I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just from being around many many religious people. Yeah. Uh, and and seeing that um, that a lot of times it it it's it's very cloudy. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, okay, so maybe I don't agree with specific dogma. Yeah, right? yeah. Let's separate the difference between religion and religious people because I, one of my best friends is a Mormon. Now, in principle, I think Mormonism is absolutely crazy. But individually, he is a, a one of the finest people I've ever known. He's very calm and measured about the way he believes. He explains it in a way that I understand. It doesn't seem to get in the way of how I live and we find a lot of common ground that way. Yeah, yeah. So I so I'm I'm yeah, I don't take offense to to people believing what they believe in. I take offense to like this uh what is this Freedom of Religion Act or something where we all have to basically listen to right wing Christians and yeah, live that way. Well well that's when it gets frustrating yeah. is is when when uh they confuse not going to jail for what they believe in with forcing us all to believe what they believe. <laughs> yeah, although I, I actually think there are very few people like that. You know, I, I think at the end of the day, most people are very similar. They want to, you know, they, they, they want to work hard and make a living and take care of their family and raise their children and, you know, have mm-hmm. clean air and good food. And I, I think mm-hmm. I think people are generally the same. And so I, I think that hardcore element sometimes gets we, we paint with a, a wide brush, right? Right. The, right. The, it's it's more even the dogma itself. Even if I don't agree with it, um, some of it I have great sympathy for because I think sometimes there's wisdom in the dogma. Sure. Do you know? Sure. Uh, wisdom about how to live one's life. Well, red letter Christians are a great example. I mean, the Word of Christ is beautiful, and Jesus had said a lot of great things about how to treat one another. I have no problem with. The correct interpretation or an interpretation that doesn't infringe on other people's lives not only their beliefs but like what what does it matter if your neighbor uh if your neighbors are two women who are married what how does that infringe on your on your rights uh that it's that type of thing yeah that that's it and i I think unfortunately there is this this sometimes this attitude amongst atheists Mm -hmm. or educated people I like how you use us anonymously. Thank you. Yeah, well, there's a certain kind of, you know, approach yeah. to religion that has to do with that, that it's, well, it's because they're uneducated or because... Um, I think some of it is unfair. I don't think it's uneducated. That, yeah, this is what I was going to say. Right. I think it's unfair as well. And, and then I think, but the problem is the attitude then is that the they sort of throw the baby out with the bathwater. Mm-hmm. They don't realize that actually the, the, the religion is... You're missing the more poetic point, which mm-hmm. is that people seem to be, uh, not all people, but lots of people. I think you could make an argument that most people want and need to believe. Yes. It's part of the human condition. Yeah. And I think an atheist might argue, yeah, but it's 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 a vest- vestigal limb, right? It's it's something that needs to drop off. It's this old, but I, I I'm not sure that's true. I think you're describing anti-theists. I don't know if you're describing atheists. I think atheists, at least for me, I can speak for myself. I have no problem with people believing what they want to believe. It's when they, um, it's when they superimpose those beliefs on a social system that everybody has to follow. Yeah, and that, that is undemocratic by that, definition. Yeah, well, that's when it gets very complicated. Yes, that's I couldn't agree more. And and actually, when it starts to affect policy, yes. th- then we're in the weeds because then it's hard to agree on on sometimes climate change is the perfect example right yeah. you know you've got uh 
you've got politicians who, because of their religious leanings, mm-hmm. simply dismiss climate change evidence. Mm-hmm. And I think it was Neil deGrasse Tyson who said the problem or the, the glory of science or of fact, yeah. right, is it's going to be true to, whether you, you want it to be or not. And so, you don't need so, to believe it. Yeah, yeah, so you can think whatever you want. You can be in Florida or North Carolina and ban the words climate change from all government meetings. You can if you like. Mm-hmm. The water is still going to rise. Yeah, so and you can ascribe the water rising to some supernatural force, but it's happening. Yeah. Like, like it's not, this isn't being invented. There's a guy out there with a ruler and yeah. every year it's like, oh, look, the water's coming up. Yeah, so, the, the argument comes... Uh, of course, with like, is it human driven? Yeah, which is to me, it's a little exasperating because, yeah. right, you look at the evidence, of course. and it's like, of course it is. Yeah. I mean, it's it it's there's overwhelming evidence yeah. that there is. Um, Let's assume that it isn't. Why wouldn't you want to clean the goddamn planet up anyway? Let's just a, let's just pretend that we're not to blame. Yeah. Why should we have enough plastic to fill up? You know. Uh, the state of Texas floating around the ocean. Why is that acceptable? I suppose the argument would be that, uh, well, what you're asking would be at the expense of a free market society. That well, that's doomed. We all know that. Yeah. Then well, then but again, now you're free in the weeds, right? Free market yeah. society depends on population growth, and by the time yeah, endless growth. And by then. the time my son is my age, there'll be 14 billion people on the planet. It is. Something's got to give. It's like saying oil is the future. Oil is not the future. Yeah. It may be tomorrow's future, but it's not the future because there's only so much of it. Yes. Not only is there so much of it, but there are more people every day needing it. But the trick is then you're in in an argument with somebody who believes fervently in the idea of a free market society. So it's again about faith. So weirdly, I think, I think people, there's a certain strata of society who just believes in science fervently. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that all scientists are correct. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the whole scientific process, right? It's that you right. get it wrong, you get, and there are yeah. some corrupt scientists. Sure. And but the scientific community Checks discovers that, that and mm-hmm. figures it out. It can't. Yeah. It's yeah. so I believe in the in the process of science. Mm-hmm. So it seems to us, I think, that well, this is the truth. This yeah. is and this works. And this why why wouldn't anybody else believe this? Yeah. But I imagine that a a religious person says exactly the same thing. I know. Thing. That's what's driving me crazy. I see these really, I mean, truly right, right, right wing people describing Obama as if he were Trump. Like, I, it's like everything's upside down and inside out. I, I can't seem to yeah. make sense of it. Yeah. So, so this is interesting to come yeah. full circle. Yeah. Then, then what I find happens, and I don't know if you've discovered this too when you're singing, uh, is, is when I'm making music... The people on stage and the people in the audience, all of that melts away. You share a moment. Yeah. Yeah. That's authentic. The, yeah. And, mm-hmm. and, human, and human, deeply mm-hmm. human and mm-hmm. foundationally human. Mm-hmm. Kind of and different decent. than those things. Yeah. Decent. There's That's nothing right. indecent. And you can feel in, in yeah. all of that that, okay, as it turns out, all of that is just, uh, it's distant. Periphery. Yeah. It's periphery. Mm-hmm. That's it. And now we're here together. Mm-hmm. In my dream would be then, okay, so after we've reset all of that, let's, let's approach all of this and- and look, um, <laughs> and look at things in a more skeptical, scientific way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, but the, yeah, I, I could go on and on about it. Well, that was Eric Whitaker, part one of my two-part interview with Eric Whitaker. I say that a lot, part, part so-and-so of my so-and-so part interview. I don't know if that's good or bad. I like it because it kind of gives me a week off. 
and I'm working on this other project with uh, Brandon Ogborn. I'm very excited about it. We're putting episodes together, and I'll unveil that soon. Anyway, I hope you liked our little chat, my chat with my friend Eric. Part two will be coming next week on Monday. I want to thank uh, Michael Nielsen for letting me use this terrific Shure SM7B microphone. Check him out at michaelnielsenmusic.com. I also want to thank Gregory Geiger for helping me with my theme song. A year later, I'm still still using it, buddy. I love it. Thank you. Check him out at laclassical.com. Tell him I said hi. I want to thank you all for listening. I couldn't do it without you. I really appreciate the support. If you like the episode, go to my website. Shoot me a buck or two. It takes about 10 seconds. Every dime that you give me goes towards the production cost of this website and this podcast, and uh, it's greatly appreciated. Hope you all have a great week. Thanks again for tuning in, and until next time. You like long walks and you wear clean pants, genius. Get onto my show.